Well, good morning, church. And it's so awesome to be gathered this morning. As you saw in the video, and as Tim mentioned earlier, you are in the middle of a Renew initiative. And all that is is that we have this beautiful campus that was built a while ago, and we have some things around the church that need redone and that, re and that need renewed and restored. But also we're on this 50-day journey of a spiritual renewal. And we want you guys, and we challenge you guys to be a part of that. And this week, we are talking about trust. Everybody say trust. trust. So if you're with us last week, Mark's sermon kind of talked about the C initiative, talking about what God is doing, what God has already put in our hearts, and how he's moving amongst us. And I'm talking about trust this morning. And if you guys remember, if you guys were here, my last sermon in the summer of last year was about, I had this little story about my driving. And as you can tell by the laughter, if you weren't here, I got a lot of shade for my driving after that sermon. And I've developed some trust issues in cars recently. Um, if you can throw that first picture up there, this is the car that, that was the story. That's the same car. You look down at your phone one time, <laughs> and people slam on their brakes. It's crazy. So that happened. Not sure how. And you see all these, like, scratches at the front? That's all the second guy's car was because he had a hitch unit on the back of it, and I went straight through it. But the Lord provided. The Lord was good, um, mainly because of my mother. And we got this car, Honda Sonata. So I'm not going to say who I bought it from because I don't want to throw them under the bus. But they said that when they get new cars, they check the oil. And if the oil's good, they don't do anything to it. If it needs new oil, they'll put new oil in it. And there's no sticker at the top that says when I need a new oil change. But I only had the car for like two months. And then all of a sudden, I'm driving to my girlfriend's house on the freeway. And every single light under the dashboard comes on. So I called her and I said, I don't think this is right. So we looked at it, and within the next two days, the whole engine seized up. Yeah. When I say defeated, that is the most defeated I've ever been in my life. Having two cars, I'm only 18. So then by the grace of God again, and Belle's father, we found this car. <laughs> and so far, it's been... A month or two since I've got this car. So far, the oil, check the oil. I'm trying. There's a sticker up there that says when I need it done. So I'm struggling. I'm making it through. God's gracious and he's good to me. But it's no question that we are in this campaign. And the question of the day that I have for you guys is how can this 50-day journey cause to a deeper trust in God? How could trusting God change your everyday life? How could trusting in God change the life of this church and the life of this city? But the fact is that trusting people is tough. People lie. People cheat. People steal. People betray our trust. And when that happens, we feel this hurt. And there's sections of our lives that we begin to set aside. Nobody gets to see that part. Or we build walls around our hearts. 
And when we feel hurt, it's our human reaction to never feel that hurt again. Just like when you fall, pain is your body's way of telling you, don't do that again. Has anybody here felt like they've been hurt by God? We got a hand up here. I'm, I'm with you. We think we've trusted in God and we felt like he hasn't come through for us. That family member died that was so useful in our lives that we needed. That family member hurts you in ways that you will never recover from. And then we, we read the Bible and we're supposed to have trust. When all this life happens, we're supposed to believe that God is who he says he is? It's hard. Life is hard. And I've been there. I've been angry at God. I've yelled at God. And that's fine. God's a big God. He can take it. I've told him my frustrations. I've told him my anger. But today I've got some hope. That God can change your heart, that he can renew your trust, that he can give you hope, he can give you a future. So before we dig into this, I'm going to pray and ask God to come. So Jesus, we just thank you. It says to enter your praise with thanksgiving. God, I pray that you come, you be here among us. God, that you soften hearts so we can truly understand what you have for us today. Speak through me that people would not hear my voice and my words, but they would hear you and you only. It's in your beautiful name we pray. Amen. Isaiah 43, 19, that's kind of our anthem verse for this whole Renew initiative. Does anybody have it memorized yet? You've been reading it. Hopefully we have these devos. Hopefully you've been reading it every day. But here's what it says. It says, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do not perceive it. I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And like I said last week, Mark talked about that first word, which is see. And Mark did a great job of sharing the vision for us and sharing what God has for us. But we're going to talk about the next three words where it says, I am doing. I think that's a different version. But it says, this one says, see, I'm doing a new thing. We're going to talk about the I am doing part of that. And a lot of us don't understand who the I is. And I, a lot of people think it's us. I'm going to do the new thing. I'm going to be the new top thing of this church. But surely I is God. God is the one who's working behind the scenes. God is the one who's leading us. We do, we do not make ways in the wilderness. We don't make streams in the wasteland. That is only by the grace of God that we can stand here and proclaim the truth of him. And when we look back in scripture, we see Moses parted the Red Sea. Noah built the ark. David defeated Goliath. He defeated an actual giant. These are heroes of the faith that we grow up hearing about. And we can learn from them. But a lot of people think it was them that did that. When truly it was God who did that through them. Why? Because they had a God perspective. They had a kingdom lens. They trusted in what God had for them. Because God is the true initiator. He's the true force through all of this. Everything that we're talking about, everything that we're doing in this initiative is truly because God has planted that vision into our hearts. 
There's a verse in Hebrews, and it says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, who is the author, and he's the perfecter of our faith. I love that. He's the perfecter of our faith. So we, as a church, need to fix our eyes on Jesus. We need to fix our eyes upon the vision that he has established for us. God is ready for change. He's ready for people to be renewed. He's ready for us as a church to accept that calling. We truly have to trust and believe what God is saying. And like I said earlier, just feel like God's betrayed our trust. We, some people view God as a God sitting up in the clouds who doesn't talk to us, who's telling us what to do. He's a puppet master just doing our every movement. But truly, God is the God who sent his son to die for us. God is love. God is hope and God is a future. Amen? Amen. I want to put my faith in that Jesus. I want to put my faith in that God, the God that gave his son so that we will not have to go to hell because the wages of sin is death. And when Jesus died, he went to hell and he conquered hell. And he defeated, he came back with the keys and he said, these are for you. That's who I'm going to put my faith into. Not the stock market, not a political party left or right. I'm choosing eternity and I'm choosing heaven. Because that's the only thing I can satisfy. That's the only thing worth my time putting it into. Faith and trust are kind of the same thing. And a lot of times we think faith is kind of that mystical word that we're putting our faith into some being up in the clouds. When truly faith is just believing in something with all your confidence and with all your heart. And in Proverbs 3, 5, 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. As humans, if we don't understand something, we tend to not believe it. And during the churches left the building in the summer, I was a part of the people that went to the gas station. We handed out $25 gift cards to people. And all we said was, we have this gift from you. We're from Meadow Park. It's just $25 for your gas. We love you. Just know God loves you. And have a blessed day. And you would be surprised about how many people were like, oh. <laughs> and we were all wearing blue shirts, so we kind of looked a little funky. All in blue shirts, like running up to people like, I got it. <laughs> but Kyle, those shirts were awesome. Don't, I don't want to hurt your feelings. <laughs> you did great. <laughs> But people were like, I'm good. I don't want to sign up for anything. And one person was like, I don't want to pay 25 bucks for a gift card. I was like, we're giving the gift card. <laughs> but people didn't understand what we were doing. They didn't understand the blessing we were trying to give. So 50% of the people we asked missed out. Do you guys get where I'm going with this? God is waiting and he has a blessing in hand. But because we don't understand it, we don't see it with our own eyes, we miss out on a blessing that God has for us. The blessing could completely change our lives. But because as humans we look at it and we say, God, I don't know, we miss out on everything that God has for us. Fall into the arms of Jesus. Fall into the arms 
to the understanding of him. And that second part of that, verse 6, says, Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. And asking God for his will, his way, his purpose is one of the hardest things to actually do. Because that means you give up all rights, all visions, all dreams for God. Truly unlocking trust means putting your confidence and your faith in Jesus. You guys remember what the Lord's Prayer? There's a verse in that, or a line in that, where it says, Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not Noah's will, not Andy's will, not Bell's will, Roger's will. Let your will, God, be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I think the reason this world doesn't look like heaven is because what I just said. It's Noah's will above all. Who created heaven? God. He created it. That's his vision for life. That's his vision of fulfillment is heaven. And the only way for heaven to come to earth is if we have a kingdom perspective of God in our hearts and in our minds. I've never thought about it like that. We have to seek after him and trust in him. We have to surrender to his will. So I just gave you some passages of scripture that tell us to trust God, trust God, seek him. I got a tough question to ask you guys. Step on your toes a little bit. Where in your life are you not trusting God with? Where in your life do you need to relinquish control over to God? Matthew eleven thirty. I love this. It says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is offering to take the burden from you. Jesus is offering to heal and to save and to restore and to redeem. Does anybody want a lighter burden? It's there. It's there. He's ready for you to take it. We have to take that step and accept it. And this next verse pumps me up. Philippians 1.6, this says, And I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Amen. Jesus is the only thing that's never going to let you down. Whether you've been following Jesus for 45 years, 50 years, 2 years, 6 months. We look back at life and we say, man, I don't know how I made it through that time. I don't know how I made it through those college years. I hear old people say that quite a bit. (laughs) If you're here... You're breathing, you're living, you have purpose, you have a plan. God has not forgotten you, 
God is not finished with you because he started a good work in you. He knew you before you were even born. And he has a vision, he has a purpose, and that vision will not perish until the ends of the world when Christ Jesus returns. When Jesus came to this earth, his purpose was to redeem, to save, to seek the lost. And as a church, that's what we want in this initiative. We want our church to be a place where this next generation can come and they can experience life to the fullest in Christ. That they can experience the God, that they can put their trust in God. That they can experience this, that the good work is in them. Depression rates, suicide rates are at the highest they've ever been. Anxiety. They need the good news that they are loved. That there's a purpose, that the God who began to work in them is not done with them. And we are doing a disservice to them by not doing everything we can to get that word out there. It's not our will. It's not our way. It's Jesus' way. We want his kingdom coming to earth as it is in heaven. Where there's no sin, there's no fear, there's no hurt. That's the vision God's putting in the leaders of this church's heart. Is the people that need him, the people that don't know him. We need to go after. We need to We need the truth of Jesus spreading throughout the city. As we go through this initiative financially, how can you trust God to pay your bills with giving generously? Do you have enough faith in God to Give up money. The most prized possession on this earth is the pursuit of money. Do we have enough faith that God's going to see it through? We're going to go into this time of communion. And the band can come up. I'm sure you guys like when I preach because I go fast. That's the loudest y'all have been the whole time. <laughs> We're going into this time of communion. And Jesus gathered around this table with his disciples before he went to die. And he had bread and wine. And he took the bread and he said, this bread is my body. I'm going to die for you. And he said, this is my body that was broken for you. Every time you take this, do it in remembrance of wine on the table and he said this is my blood that was shed for you every time you take this do it in remembrance of me
And this is a time, this is such a cool opportunity we have that as you're taking these elements to say, God, I don't understand. I don't get it. But I want you. God, as I eat this bread, as I drink this wine, my trust is in you, in you alone. For you are worthy. I want Jesus. I want his will, his kingdom. As we sing this next song, focus on him. Jesus is the one who can save. Jesus is the one we need to turn to. Trust in him to see through to the other side. If you don't trust him, now is the time to relinquish control in your heart. He wants you. He loves you. He cared for you. He died for you. Jesus, we thank you. God, show us how we can walk with you. Show us how you want us to join you. God, I give up my heart. I give up my soul for your will and your way. On this day, proclaim that your will in heaven your kingdom in heaven would come down to this earth God I don't get it I don't understand but God we receive your will we receive your way God come save us rescue us. Come make us whole in you. You're all we want. You're all we need. God, we believe that you're going to come through with the vision that you put in our heart for this church in your mission. God, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in